Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. This week's Law & Order Marathon winner is Kelly Aiden of Superior, Wisconsin. Kelly will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoie and Teddy Lavoie, and these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today, we're looking at Special Victims Unit, Season 4, Episode 13, Rotten. So he arrived at the tombs before midnight and was dead by 4 a.m. 5 the latest. He was bleeding internally before he got transferred. Cop must have sodomized him inside the precinct. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcasts, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Kevin. And rounding out our panel is our special guest from Rebecca's uterus. <laughs> it's Teddy Lavoy. <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> Am I allowed to lie on here and say that I'm happy to be here? (laughs) Come on now. You're the youngest of the children. You finally got your appearance here on These Are Their Stories, but we have to start. Is that supposed to be a good thing? It's a good, well, I don't know. It's good for you, I hope. We have to start with some Law & Order news, though. Season 21 of The Mothership will officially relaunch on February 22nd Yay. on NBC, no. Anthony Anderson Yay. will be back Yay. as Detective Kevin Bernard. Not only do I need this job, I like this job. And you cannot mess that up for me. And Sam Waterston will return as Jack McCoy. Oh, yeah. There is no evidence whatsoever indicating this was politically motivated. Allowing the defense to even suggest as much will do nothing but inflame and mislead the jury. Now, a lot of the other members of the season 20 cast are already employed. Jeremy Sisto, Elena De La Garza, and Essa Patham-Mergerson. They're all regulars on other Dick Wolf shows, FBI and Chicago Med. Uh, one actor that will likely not make an appearance is Chris Noth, and we'll leave it there for now. Yeah. So, Teddy, tell me, uh, are your childhood memories just filled with Law & Order on television? Uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, I remember Rebecca only watching two things in my youth being every soap opera I could ever imagine (laughs) and Law and Order. Yeah. Oh, and HGTV. Well, (laughs) yeah, but that, yeah, but I didn't care about that. (laughs) And actually, then again, I didn't care about all three of these things. (laughs) Well, look, you have parents who wrote books about murder, have a podcast about murder, have another podcast about rape and murder. Can I ask? Is that why their parents won't let your friends come over? 
No, I don't. Actually, I don't let my friends come over because my parents are freaks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Facts. Boy, is it too late to get Lily or Henry on the podcast instead? <laughs> uh, sorry, neither of them are home. It's true. Mm. So, Teddy, of all the franchises, which two cops are your favorite Law & Order detective team? Favorite Law & Order detective team. Oh, um, Olivia and Finn. Oh. I mean, I mean, I've only seen like three episodes of oh. Olivia and Finn, <laughs> but I think I think they're the best duo. Yeah, they don't get uh, a lot of screen time together. No, they're in episodes. They're, they're very, they're very like weirdly spaced out cop team, but I think they work well together. Yeah, they certainly work with all the bad cop episodes. You know, cops possibly a rapist from Caddyshack. Yep. Let's get uh, Olivia Benson hooked up with Finn. Also, Teddy, can you tell us who's your favorite prosecutorial team? Favorite Law and Order District Attorney Prosecutorial Team. The one that does the good thing. Yeah. The one that does the good thing. Well, um, so all uh Barba, I maybe? You like Barba or uh Cabot or I guess Cabot. Yeah, Cabot I, was the one in this episode. Did you like her? Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she's I mean, blonde. I, I don't know I that that she is indeed blonde, yes. <laughs> I mean that that doesn't really affect anything of my opinion, but sure. Okay. Well, I guess Cabot. We're going with Cabot. She's serious. Also, she died like four times. Wait, she died four times? Well, yeah. it was like fake dying. It was like staged. And she, she went to the yeah. witness protection program. It was a whole thing. Are you sure this isn't a soap? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode, Special Victims Unit, Season 4, Episode 13, Rotten. You know what they say, if you can't do the time... Don't do a 15-year-old girl and get her pregnant. Mm. As we watch Romeo get processed and thrown in a cell, the guy on the bottom bunk rolls off a puddle of blood on his sheets. What's his story? Sodomized with a foreign object. Bled out internally, probably perforated his colon. Benson and Tutuolo learn Carlos Torres went to the infirmary when he arrived, just as rival drug runner Hector Ramirez went there too. But he didn't lay a hand on him. Neither did the gay prison guard who escorted Torres to the shower. That's when Warner adjusts her time of death. The victim was sodomized before he arrived at the tombs back at the police station where he was arrested. The head of the 29th precinct says Torres was arrested after a street fight by Officer Cooper and his rookie partner. And he struck Officer Edmonds when he resisted. Did Edmonds come back from the hospital to get payback? CSU finds Torres's blood in the precinct bathroom and on the handle of a toilet plunger. Edmonds quickly confesses to the assault, and so ends another 20-minute episode of Law & Order SVU. Hmm. But wait! Benson says someone had to hold Torres down. Who are the accomplices? Cragen says the brass think the investigation is over, so keep it under the radar. But well, I tell you, poor little statutory rapist going into jail he's lucky that guy died because the next plunger was definitely for him oh my god just let me talk to mrs parks i try to make her understand it's not gonna help she's on fire she wants you to pay for what you did to her daughter i love sarah look she's pregnant and i want to marry her she was 15 when you took her to bed you're 21 in case you haven't heard there's laws against that I think Finn was super nice to him actually i don't know i think finn was just being finn <laughs> well like, what do you mean by that i mean he's just he's not being nice or an ass he's just finn yeah i do miss ponytail finn i have to say that's true ponytail finn was a phase that i did dig <laughs> <laughs> well stapler is conveniently at a conference thank god which we know is just really a vacation from his horrible children <laughs> so olivia is left alone to walk through the cell block yeah 
Does anyone remember Migs and Silence of the Lambs? Oh, Kevin, stop it. I'm saying she's lucky she didn't get a face full of knuckle chowder. Well, I, I gotta say, one thing that Rebecca brought up that I do very much agree with the blankets in those prison cells looked very cozy they did <laughs> they, they were like straight up grandma quilts right there <laughs> they, had, they had some wonderful cozy like buffalo plaid yeah, situation like going i on. was i was kind of jealous <laughs> so nice you can be bleeding out your asshole and just curl up in one and you don't care anymore exactly look like they were in a wes anderson film in those <laughs> cells <laughs> personally i think that perforated colon sounds like a band name that would be a good band name it would <laughs> perforated colon yes and then, like, you could have... Who's uh, the opening act? Who's the opening act? <laughs> Semicolon. <laughs> you too. Comfy prison blankets. <laughs> how about how a about, uh, lightly touched prostate? Yeah. Time of death. Time of death. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hear that Torres should have been in the Dominican cell block, and he was in danger... In the Mexican cell block. Uh, I didn't know they had broke up their cell blocks like this. I want to know, Rebecca, what do you think the Irish cell block looks like? Um, I think all the food is beige. <laughs> I think that they're racist against Italians um, and that they think the Polish work very hard. Yeah, I think some guy's, guy's got an acoustic guitar <laughs> that he takes out. This is probably a lot of yelling. Non-consensual uh, songs sung, like pub songs. You remind me of college right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Finn and Liv question the guard that escorted Torres. And because he's gay, he thinks they're accusing him of butt stuff. Well, to quote him specifically, I'm a suspect because I'm gay. No, it's because you were the last person who had access to the victim. And since I'm the sodomy expert, I did this to teach a homophobic lesson. Is that your theory? I didn't touch the little creep. Yes. Yeah, because apparently what he he thought they thought because he was an expert on butt stuff, butt stuff, buggery that uh, he'd be the guy. So this is like the worst. Here's why: this would be like if a a woman inmate were assaulted. Mm -hmm. Yep. It would be like accusing every male guard because they were a man, right? Mm -hmm. Or if there were a woman at this prison, it would be like accusing her because she was a woman. Like, this is the most homophobic thing. Like, it had to have been him because, you know, if you're gay, it means you're attracted to every man. That, that, that's not originally why they were questioning him, though. They were questioning him because he was the last one seen with him when he was taken to the showers. Also, because he's gay. I mean, no, that, that, no, 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 no. That that was that was a side plot, but the <laughs> yeah. main plot was the fact that he took him to the showers. Yes, but also because he's gay. So Rebecca, you're saying that the writers threw that in? Yes, because I'm yeah. not saying Benson and Finn are homophobic. Although we, we do learn later that Finn has to get over his little bit of homophobia when he meets him. We find that his son is gay. However, I'm sorry, it's the writers we're talking about here. <laughs> so by the way, they follow this guard into the uh, locker room. And there are stickers and graffiti everywhere, like on all the lockers. So here, you know, I was able to look really closely <laughs> at oh, what I saw was actually there. I saw it too. So first, the guard had spray painted on the inside of his locker the phrase, lock your locker. Because <laughs> I guess like that little string he had around his finger didn't work. Uh, someone had a sticker that said, bad cop, no donut. Huh. One said, hired in my 20s, retired in my 40s. Can't touch this. 
Huh. That's, huh. that's what that's what you get to say when you're in the police union, I guess. What is the deal with uh, prison guards, like, vandalizing their own locker room? <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really good point. Like, that was like spray paint. It wasn't like car stickers or anything. <laughs> yeah, someone brought spray paint. Into yeah, the, yeah. Who, who into the, the, yeah, I'm going to go to my job next time. I'm going to be like, hey, guys, I have some spray paint. Who wants to vandalize everything we own? Yeah, you can't smuggle stuff. I mean, I guess they can smuggle drugs into the prison. Why not spray paint, right? By the way, there was one last thing. There was a, a bumper sticker on one of the uh, lockers that says, I fish and I vote. <laughs> <laughs> what is the political influence of fly fishermen in New York? Um, there is none. Libertarian. Yeah. None. Politicians know not to cross big hook. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for my tackle. Yeah. So the gay guard's alibi was that he was on the down low with an attorney at the time. Yep. Indeed. So they go to the door and his wife is all in their face. Yep. Who is it? It's the police. Let's see that again. Which precinct? Manhattan SVU. Sex crimes? What's this about? We're looking for Chris Hartford. Why are you looking for my husband, detective? I gotta say, for a nosy wife, there's a big clue that she's missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Hmm. Yeah, the lawyer also says, We get together when my wife's out of town. It's not what you think. You know, it's not what you think. Uh, you're secretly having gay sex and your wife doesn't know about it. Oh, well, then it is exactly what you think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a couple of Hey, It's That Guys. Yeah, we do. Hey, It's That Guy. Can you tell me who's playing Dirty Cop and Trash Can Anthony Michael Hall, Les Cooper? Oh, you mean uh, Daniel Craig's stunt double. There's a street ball outside the club rendezvous. It's a trouble spot. Four sector cars showed up to disperse the crowd. So there's a guy caught in a mix. It's Terry Serpico. Terry Serpico, yes. You know him from The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles. No, oh, you shit, don't. No, that's Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> God damn it. So to date, 13 Law & Order Universe appearances. He's currently playing the role of Chief McGrath, Liv's new boss who wants her to just investigate real rapes. Rebecca, what's your take on Chief McGrath? I hate him. Next question. No. Okay. <laughs> he owns a Mercedes. Bad person. Yeah. He, yeah. This guy's played so many different characters on the show. It's like amazing to me that we are supposed to believe, first of all, that he's now like Liv's boss. I mean, he's so recognizable and we've seen him so many times on this show. It's ridiculous. Well, he was a regular on the TV show Army Wives. Mm. His dad was a colonel in the army, so he was kind of an army brat himself. He also twice appeared on the show Oz, which also starred... Chris Maloney. And? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Who plays? Skoda. <laughs> so who's playing cop with a plunger, Luke Edmonds? This kind of high-stakes game, your number comes up eventually. Doesn't matter if it's us or the streets. Game over. Oh, I do know that one. That's Tom Cruise's cousin, William Maypathor, or however May the hell you pronounce it. yeah. <laughs> the hell you pronounce it. He was on Lost. Yeah, Wait, he was on Lost. Yes. He was on Lost as Dr. Ethan Rom. Oh, shit. Which is an anagram for what? Uh, other, that bitch. Other man. Remember oh. the others? Yes, I do other remember man. the others. It's an, it's an anagram for Tom Cruise's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Tom was born Thomas Cruise May Potter, the fourth. Okay. Okay. Tom Cruise is better. William had bit parts in. 
Born on the 4th of July, uh-huh. Rain okay. Man, Cocktail, Magnolia, Mission Impossible 2. Are you seeing a pattern? I am. Yeah, maybe. It's called Coattails. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Teddy, that was aimed at you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was told by you guys to be here. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you didn't ask. It is true. Did you recognize the actor playing the prison warden in the tombs? Yes, I did. You'll be fingerprinted, photographed, cavity searched, and assigned a cell. Chow is at 7, noon, and 6, lights out at 9.30. Have a nice day. Tell me his name. His name is Chad Coleman, and we know him as Fred Johnson in The Expanse. Yeah, actually, it's Chad L. Coleman, Rebecca. Okay, sorry. The only reason I know him is because we're currently watching The Expanse. Right, right. He played uh, Fred Johnson in the Amazon sci-fi series, also known as Cuddy Wise in The Wire. That was the ex-con who started a boxing gym. Huh. And as Therese Williams on The Walking Dead. Okay, I was too scared oh, to watch I that. I see that. Yeah, I'm scared of zombies, as we all know. Yeah, and apparently you're scared of anything on CBS. That's so. <laughs> true. That is true. Yep. Teddy, did you watch uh, Walking Dead? Uh, Very briefly. Why'd you drop out? Too scary? No, I hated it. It was it was bad writing. Yeah, so Chad grew up in the foster system, and today he is a devoted father he is the celebrity spokesman for, wait for it, Rebecca, Date with Dad, a dad and daughter's event oh. in Richmond, Virginia. No, 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 oh, no, Jesus. no, no, Okay, okay, before we laugh too much at that, I got to tell you, it's designed to empower black girls and Great. their fathers, Great. incarcerated okay. fathers, teaching black dads how to take care of their black daughter's hair, Great. all sorts okay. of really empowering stuff. That's all good. That's, all right, no, that's all right, actually yeah. very, very all good. Right, yeah. They, they got to work on that title. So it's, yeah. not, <laughs> so it's not one of those like daddy-daughter dance situations. Well, they have that. But, so you know, it's not one of those like, uh, I promise a dad I'll stay a virgin situations. No, it's not okay, one of those. Good. They really got to work on that title. They really, really yeah. do. I think it's time because, to rebrand this organization. Yeah, because really, you know, Date with Dad is an alternate title for about 30 SVU episodes. <laughs> sure <so. is. laughs> <laughs> we have a Hey, It's That Girl. We do. Hey, it's that girl. Who's the actress playing Edmund's girlfriend, Stephanie Grayson? I actually do know this one. Yeah? Yeah, I had to write down her name because I do know it. I actually do know it. Okay, that's Amy, I think it's Landecker. She played Sarah on Transparent. Yes. I met him at the hospital when his brother OD'd. I'm a nurse. He took it really hard. Parents were dead. He practically raised the kid himself. Five Law and Order Universe appearances. Yeah, she played Sarah Pfeifferman. Pfefferman. Pfefferman on Transparent. You may also know her as Mrs. Bradley Whitford. Really? Yes. They met on the set of Transparent. Huh. Amy also had a minor role in The Handmaid's Tale, or as we like to call it now, Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, she had a, one of her first jobs in show business was... She is a voice double for Julia Roberts. You're Julia Roberts. Yeah, like when they had to dub over stuff in trailers and things. Listen to her voice again. Said Vasquez was too slick to get pinched. So he tailed him to catch him in the act. This summer. <laughs> That's amazing. You kind of hear it though, right? Yeah, so like, you mean when they do like Pretty Woman on TV and you can't use swears? Like, that's her probably? She probably went in and she says, buttocks. <laughs> 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 I doubt you recognize the bartender, but I wanted to bring him up again. No. That's where you're wrong, detective. Even a gangster needs a safe place to take his woman. That's Victor Colicchio. Uh, I bring him up because he was the tweaker in that Law and Order episode, Mayhem where Logan cornered him, and he said, Put the burrito down, senor. Oh. And then he danced all over the desks in the, uh... I want something to eat! In the squad room, and Logan had shoved a whole bagel in his mouth. Yep. Oh, what have I missed? Uh, Just about 30 years of television, that's that's all. Yep. 
Did you recognize the prison nurse? No. I had no idea he had a serious injury. And when he came in for vomiting, I checked his vitals. He had a slight fever. I thought he had a flu, so I gave him some Pepto. He said he felt better. That's Joey Lee, sister of Spike Lee. Really? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, she wrote the screenplay to Crooklyn, and she was in Do the Right Thing. She's got to have it. Mo Better Blues. Are you seeing a pattern? Yes. yes. But it's not coattails because she's awesome. I do remember her in Mo Better Blues. Right, right. She uh, played one of the two female leads. She did. Spike Lee cast her as Denzel Washington's love interest, and they had a sex scene, which I think is the loveliest thing a brother can do for his sister. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Liv and Finn track down Cooper and his rookie partner, Grant. They're doing the most typical cop thing in New York City. They're getting coffee in those little blue Greek cups. Yep. But Cooper takes the plastic cover from the cup and he licks it like a cupcake. <laughs> Wait, did I miss that? You, did you miss that? I think I missed that. So, you know, the little plastic, he just like with his tongue, uh, licked it. That's about the And then put it is. on the top. Yeah. Is that what it is? How tasty is this coffee you have to lick the cover? Maybe it Not was the bottom of the cup, the top of the okay, cup. Okay, okay. One one thing I'm wondering is, in all places, why would you do this in New York? Is he licking the top <laughs> of the cover or the underside of the cover? Well, the underside of the cover. There. Huh. Weird. Yum, 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 yum. Got to get it all. What's uh, weird about that is that the isn't cover- Isn't he just licking steam? Yeah, the cover, though, is the part that, like, you know how, like, when you get a cover when you're in the um, uh, 7-Eleven or whatever? Yeah. yeah. You always end up touching the one underneath <laughs> the one you're going to get. <laughs> so you know that cover's been touched, like, a lot. He's licking other people's fingertips. <laughs> totally. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> hey, not for nothing, but Grant calls uh, Edmonds Edwins. Yep. But once he took a swing at Officer Edwins, that was it. So, uh, nice job, script supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> Continuity supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> so they do bring in the black light to look for blood in the men's room. Mm. The trail of blood leads out of the star. They sodomized Torres with whatever was handy. Someone had a bad experience at Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am amazed. That's all the bodily fluids they found in the men's room. Yeah. yeah. Not one splash of tinkle by the toilets. Come on. Yeah. Does I? But doesn't does the black light all do? I mean, I guess it does do everything, right? It, it, yeah. it mainly does germs, right? Yeah. It does semen. fluids yeah. and yeah. Why is the handle of the plunger dirty, but the plunger part so clean? Yeah, that was that was weird. I did notice that. That's an excellent point. I didn't think about that. Maybe it's never been used. Maybe it's yeah, a new plunger. Yeah, maybe maybe they just bought it like that week. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they just cleaned the bathroom and then they had this bloody attack and some janitor walks in like, fuck again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those guys have been to crime scenes. How come they're so bad at getting rid of blood? You would think that maybe they'd get rid of the plunger, if nothing else. The plunger you, costs like four bucks. You see how much coffee they're having? They need that plunger. It's true. If they have to lick the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. 
Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. Warner says she's got evidence that Torres was attacked in the police bathroom. Victim's got deep tissue bruising on both his hands and knees consistent with the mosaic tile in the precinct bathroom. So he was on all fours. Figures he had to be so Edmonds could have access. He's also got a long cylindrical bruise across the back of his shoulders, indicating he was held down by force. Nightstick to the neck? That would get the job done. Olivia and Finn learned from Edmonds' girlfriend that his little brother died of a drug overdose, and he's been on a mission to take down dealers. So much so that he killed one and dumped the body. Liv defies Cragen's order to stay away from Edmonds' precinct to find out who his partner was the night of that killing. It was Officer Cooper, who's been spending money on a Mercedes and a Corvette, but apparently not landscaping. (laughs) IAB says Edmund's finances are clean, but Cooper is somehow living way above his means. The detectives tell Cabot there were five other dealers killed, all who had bruising consistent with police chokeholds. They believe Edmund's was killing dealers for revenge, and Cooper was killing them for money. Liv says the cops grabbed up Torres, But the street brawl screwed up their plans, so they took him back to the precinct to plant drugs in his rectum, sure to be discovered during the prison strip search. Instead, Torres slugged Edmonds, who then went overboard with the plunger. Alex tells Edmonds his deal is off the table unless he dishes on Cooper. He says he did it because Cooper saved his life, but he had no idea his partner was getting paid to kill dealers. Faced with the death penalty, Cooper says the guy paying him is Hector Ramirez, the drug rival they met earlier in prison. Meantime, in a different cell, Edmonds hangs himself, unable to face the shame of what he's done. Hmm. So Edmonds' girlfriend said he shot a drug dealer, but we learn, no, he actually slit his throat. Yeah. So he had to incriminate himself on murder to impress his girl, but he had to lie about one little thing because he didn't want it to go too far? Well, she's a badge bunny. She's a badge bunny. She's a badge bunny. (laughs) A badge bunny. (laughs) She wants that blue dick. Yeah. Oh, God, don't say that. I just can't believe that's a thing. That would be a thing. Like, a woman who, like, just wants to date cops. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, Yeah. It is a thing. I've just never heard the term badge bunny, and it's a great term. Okay, is that that's a thing. There are women who just want to date cops. Sure. Yes. Really? Yeah. What kind of women just want to date cops? Bad women. I mean, weird. Women who who like handcuffs? Weird. Well, I mean, they're authority figures. You know, people, you don't don't shame people. People people who want good pensions. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. People who like guys on the take. People want a guy who can be a housewife for like, the half of their life. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, hired in their 20s, retired in their 40s. Can't touch this. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yuck. So the crime theory becomes that Torres would get an extra 10 years behind bars if he were caught sneaking drugs into the prison. So the cops put a baggie of something in his bum and pack him like a Revolutionary War cannon? Hmm. I'd say more like a Trojan horse. Like a Trojan horse? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so they, they just wanted to get more time in prison because he's a dealer? That's the whole idea. Yeah, I, I think so. It seems super. Why don't they just though. like get, like put the drugs in his pocket, like more drugs, and just like thinking about bigger, better charges? Or, or like, why wouldn't don't that be easier? Or why don't they just say, "Hey, we just searched this guy. There's more drugs on him." It's exactly right. Like, why don't they just do that? Well, I don't know. I'm, by the way, how deep do you have to put it in? Just deeper than a finger, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, just you don't have to like put it all the way into the prostate. Or no, something. well, the nope. prostate's not that far in. No, it's like no. just the just inside. I don't think you know your anatomy very well. I, I haven't had that test yet. So. <laughs> you, you poor thing. <laughs> uh, Benson pressures Edmonds to testify against Cooper, and he says, "Well, you'd never testify against your partner," and she lies. <laughs> <laughs> he betrayed you. You wouldn't testify against your partner. Don't throw that blue wall crap at me. If he did what Cooper did, you bet your ass I would. <laughs> oh, come on, bitch. You've seen him do all sort of crazy yes, shit. You've never said that's anything. True. So there's this whole thing in this episode where she's like, bad cops are the worst kinds of criminals. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, she breaks like four of the rules that her boss gives her just to get this uh, to get this case closed. Well, not just that. But her partner is like the worst cop on television. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, not as bad as Sipowitz, but really, really, really bad cop. And like, she's so, so, so on this crusade. And so is Finn, by the way. So on this crusade to like nail these bad cops. And we have seen in later years, including this season, this past season, not the season we're in now, this past season, this whole thin blue line bullshit where everyone's like standing up for each other. It's true. Bull fucking shit, Olivia. Bull fucking shit. Yeah, suppose your partner ended up shooting six people over 12 years. <laughs> um, you know, would you stand by him? Absolutely not. But, but he's a good cop. He's, but, he's good police. <laughs> he, he does his job well. He does his job well. He's just shooting six people, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, this was, this was leather jacket, Liv. This is a whole different version of Liv. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Short hair, leather jacket, whole different version. Is this pre-child? Yeah, this was pre-longing. <laughs> pre-longing. <laughs> So they confront Cooper about his crimes. Uh, They want whoever's been hiring him. Your cooperation is the only thing that stands between you and the needle. So I'll take my chance with a jury. I'll take my chances with a jury. What? The high-risk legal position that without a videotape, an all-white jury would convict a cop of killing a Dominican drug dealer? Or five of them? Hmm. Go ahead, roll the dice, my friend. <laughs> roll the dice. <laughs> Can we just talk about the number of time execution is used as a threat in this episode? Uh, I think you mean the needle. <laughs> so much the needle. The needle is just like invoked over and over and over again. And as someone watching this, when did this drop? In like 2003, something like that? Yeah, yeah something 2003, like yeah. And as someone who knows that like the death penalty in New York is over like a year or two after this, <laughs> I'm like, guys, you can threaten this all you want, but it ain't gonna happen. Well, even Hector knows that. <laughs> death row is just geography for me, mommy. You're gonna be crying like a baby when you take that last walk. You're gonna have to wait 10 or 15 years. A lot can happen between now and then. He says a lot can happen. <laughs> In a couple of years. In a, In a couple, couple of years. years. Yeah. Also, um, this wasn't the first appearance of Mr. Mershka Hargitay, was it? Because he shows up in this episode. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, that's uh, You're talking about our repeat offender. Repeat offender. Peter Herman. Yeah. Mr. Mershka Hargitay playing, oh, Trevor, what's his face? The defense attorney. No, yeah. this is about his oh, sixth him. or seventh time. Yeah. yeah, right, him. Better have other testimony besides my client's ex-partner. And is he playing the same defense attorney here? He plays yeah, the same he's, defense he's attorney. He's the same guy. Same yeah. defense attorney who also helps Olivia with her adoption later? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. And then when she's thrown in jail, accused of, you know, when she's set up for a murder, yeah. he comes in, helps with the, yeah. 
You're the utility knife, that guy. You yeah, can do yeah. anything, really. Well, he's, he's like, what are you doing today, hon? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to work at SVU. It really, really <laughs> is incredible that they have not put them together on the show. It really is. That it's, is that is true. Because he's ubiquitous. He's everywhere. He really is. He's everywhere. You know, he's still on here. We were in season, what is it, 23 now yeah, of yeah. SVU. And when they got to the 500th episode, they had a very special one in which Liv spends the night with a guy. And then the next scene, we see Peter Herman there as this attorney talking to Liv. And I'm thinking, he's going, that guy fucked my wife. Yeah. That guy fucked my wife. So here's the thing. Uh, Peter Herman's been in a lot of episodes of SVU. Are yeah. we sensing a pattern here? <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to say that Warner is really hot in this episode? Yes. You can say that. Okay, Warner was really hot in this episode. She was. She looked incredible. She looked fantastic. Especially the second half of this episode. I felt like she was just coming from her day job at As the World Turns, like in full As the World Turns makeup. So I don't oh, know yeah. if you know this, Teddy. At the time she was on SVU, she was also on a soap opera called As the World Turns playing I, a lawyer. I, I inferred that, yes. And uh, she was doing both jobs at once, and it was incredible. She was on CBS by day. Yes, that was one CBS show I watched. <laughs> 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 and NBC by night it was pretty amazing wait really at the same time the same time also why was warner there before olivia at when uh the guy hung himself That's in a good prison? Question, like olivia... why was he why was she just there suicide he leave a note guards didn't find one hasn't been dead long an hour maybe two that's a very good question because olivia was already there yeah, yeah. yeah olivia was at the prison and warner's just like I'm here first. <laughs> like a genie. Yeah, she said time of death was about an hour ago. It's like, really? So you, what, you hopped on the express train? <laughs> Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. All right, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think you know who did you it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Rip from the Headlines. Plot points for this episode were inspired by the 1997 police brutality case against Abner Louima. The 31-year-old Haitian immigrant and his friends were trying to break up a fight between two women outside a Brooklyn nightclub, which quickly turned into an all-out Donnybrook. Officers from the 70th Precinct responded and charged Louima with resisting arrest. On the way to the station, Louima was beaten with nightsticks and walkie-talkies. While in custody, he was taken to a restraint room where Officer Justin Volpe crushed his testicles and sodomised him with a broom handle. When they took him to hospital, police said the severe injuries to his bladder and colon were from abnormal homosexual activities. 
it required three operations and two months in the hospital. Nurses suspected the injuries came while Louima was in custody and reported it to Internal Affairs. Volpe pleaded guilty to federal charges of violating Louima's civil rights and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. An officer accused of helping Volpe had his conviction overturned, but served five years for perjury. Three other cops were found guilty of covering up the assault, but those convictions were reversed in 2002. In 2001, the city of New York settled with Abner Louima for almost $9 million. So Abner Louima kept $5.8 million in proceeds of his lawsuit and established the Abner Louima Foundation. Uh, goals were to fund a much-needed hospital in Haiti hmm. and community okay. uh, centers for Haitians in Miami and New York. Hmm. You Interesting. Haitians. Haitians. <laughs> as our friend Cy Freider said. Yeah, that's. I remember that story. That was freaking awful. Wait, you, were, you, were you in New York at that time? No, I lived in New Hampshire already at the time, but I, I'll never forget the Abner Luma story. That was one of the, it was, I mean, it, obviously there are obviously millions of cases of police brutality that have become very oh. public since then, but that was a very, very high profile yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. He, it's as Cy said, he needed three different operations yes. to repair the damage from yes. this assault. Yeah, yes. Jesus. Like, and it was and also, also such a, like, a distinguished way of being assaulted. I think mm-hmm. that's why it kind of floated to the top, but I know that stuff like that happened all the time back in 2002 even i was listening to the recap that man's poor boys yeah yeah jeez yeah was not it was really really ugly popped like a balloon yeah by the way uh abner louima came to this country with a degree in engineering yep today he's a philanthropist and a real estate investor and the website that lists notable people's net worth lists his profession as haitian torture victim oh my god oh no i mean that's like so typical right to a like, torture victim. To like make somebody like publicly the product of the worst thing that ever happened to them Ugh. instead of like everything they've accomplished since then and before. We take the trouble of figuring out their finances, but yeah. not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Jesus. So in February, a judge denied a Volpe's request for compassionate release Good. because of COVID in prison. Good. All right. He's actually serving the time in Texas, by the way. It's a fed- it was a federal uh, crime that he ended up getting hit with. The judge said there wasn't a compelling reason to let him out. Look, he's done 21 years and is scheduled for release in 2025. Teddy, did he serve enough time? What was his crime again? Well, do I have to explain? It was for the assault. It was for the assault on Abner Louima. Oh, oh, we're talking about the cop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the cop. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I completely spaced out just then. Did he serve enough time? No. 20-something of the 30 years? Yeah. No. I agree. I mean, I think that a cop in particular has a extra responsibility to not assault people while on the job. That was also something that was covered in the episode. Yes. Yeah, to be held to a higher standard, yes. as Olivia said. As Olivia lied and said. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the other cop, Charles Schwartz, served time for perjury, but he got the civil rights violation charges against him overturned. How? How? We had a great attorney. And guess who hired Schwartz's criminal attorney recently? O.J. Simpson. No, that would be the Trump organization. Huh. You know, huh. just in case. Yeah. Is that is that in the case that New York City is, um, New York State is? Oh, apparently all of them. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's there for all of them. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, Schwartz was fired by the police department, but he's got a new job on the city payroll. Hmm. He is a carpenter for the housing authority making six figures a year. Oh, God. So he's failing up. 
He's failing up. Fantastic. Well, okay, wait, wait. Look, he's not a cop now, but don't we believe in a chance for rehabilitation and gainful employment for ex-convicts? Yes. I believe that, um, generally speaking, yes. I do not believe the city of New York should have rehired this guy in any capacity. Of all no. employers, yeah. Yeah, the city? No. That, that just seems like bad marketing on their part. But he also broke the trust of the people of New York in a yeah. major way. Yeah. He should not be employed by the city of no. New York. Or he should not be employed by any public organization, period. I don't think anybody of uh, crimes of his standard should be reemployed. Not so much not have the chance for rehabilitation, but just be like given that same standard of that chance that some people deserve. Exactly. Mm, so are we saying you did a certain kind of crime, so certain kinds of employment is off limits to you? I am saying yes. you should not be employed by the city of New York in any capacity. I don't think you should be banned from that kind of employment, but I thought it was kind of unusual that the uh, d- the city would say this is uh, somebody we want to have back with Correct. us. Correct. Yeah. Mean, that's that, okay. That's weird. By the way, if he's anything like Mike Carpenter... He's definitely got the qualifications for the job. <laughs> uh, that is going to do it for us. want to thank our special guest, Teddy Lavoy. Teddy, where can our listeners follow you online? Don't. <laughs> don't, don't find me. <laughs> Rebecca Lavoy, how can our listeners follow you? On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Reb Lavoy. And you can track me on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. You can also tweet to us at Law and Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act, fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Are Their Stories was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.